vodka straight. And by the way, food was excellent, brother. You're the guy that got caught in that avalanche, right? Yeah, I'm the one. Like black men don't have enough ways to get killed without climbing up some stupid ass mountain in the middle of God's nowhere. Need to leave that to the white folks, brother. So we're testing out some new content ideas and the Afroforward team thought it would be fun for us to get together and do a live watch of Master that's currently on Amazon Prime and record the audio so you can also watch it with us. So go ahead and click on Amazon Prime and we'll count you down and then you can watch the movie with us from home safely. Let us know what you think about this. We're trying to switch it up from just interview style and do some more fun things. And if you like it, we'll do more of them. Um, I also want to say most of the things that we talk about during the film, they're just jokes. Don't take them seriously. We do make a lot of comments about hair, but we are all Black women, so it's our very right to make those comments. Anyway, enjoy the show. And we'll do it like Jenny Jackson. Five, four, three, two, one. Here we go. Do we like this haircut? Or are we, are we gonna wear it? Not <laughs> to start off with violence immediately, but I'm- We don't like it. I hope it's maybe no. Tyler Perry wig, I, I hope. <laughs> it's better than a Tyler Perry wig, but- Oh, it is better, but I hope it's wig. It looks it's, like one. It's not so the you most- you can't put anything with a Tyler Perry wig. I'm sorry, you cannot do that. Huh? You can't put nothing with a Tyler Perry wig, not this. That's a whole different category. Don't mix them. Oh, yeah, because then we think of noir and them braids. I'm going to get all y'all that braid wig for Christmas this year. Oh, you and Jasmine hair. You and Jasmine are rocking the same natural. Look at us. Yeah. It's hot like a hat. What I will say, I was really excited to see Regina Hall show up twice in my Sundance experience yeah. in this for Jesus. And I really enjoyed Home for Jesus. Yeah, I feel like there could be a better short do for Regina. Mm -hmm. But I get where they're going. You don't like her little body? Right? <laughs> little um, body I, see, I see the vision. <laughs> I see the vision. It's just a little distorted. It's like, yeah. don't spell out the vision for me. I'm not, I'm not seeing the <laughs> <laughs> You know that uh, what they, what, what I guess Hollywood thinks uh, Black professor, a hip young black professor looks like. At a PWI? Yeah. That's with a little natural. Like. You know, for the longest, when I was watching this movie the first time, I thought there were two separate timelines, like a past and present because of this hairdo. I was like, oh, Regina's yeah. in the past. Like, <laughs> clearly, this is 1984. <laughs> I can tell you as someone who went to a PWI, none none of my professors that were black had this hairstyle. So I don't this had to be bad. It had to professors? be yes. I never saw one on campus. They were probably around somewhere. But I never actually one of mine was in the engineering department, which was which was great actually. When I changed I majored like eight times when I was an undergrad. That's not important. You too. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in, I was like, I'm gonna be a psychologist. Wait, I'm gonna be a lawyer. 
wait, hold on. I don't know what I'm going to be. Let me switch to general real quick. I was <laughs> one everywhere. So my friend Adrian went to Vassar and she said she gets their newsletters and they were talking about how they shot this movie on their campus and they used the wrong photo of the director in their newspaper. And she's like, see, this school has not changed since I left. Oh, oh no. Shout out to Vassar. Shout out. <laughs> I'm trying to think, where else have I seen this girl? Right. Jasmine, the actress? Yeah, the actress plays Jasmine. Have I seen her in anything else? Yeah. Let me tell you. I'm checking. Uh, you beat me too. Where do you get this TV from? How you do that? I will say this, the director and writer, that she's very, very nice. I got to interview her and I thought she was so sweet. But I think you're right, Jennifer. I don't, I don't really know what the decision with the hair was. Yeah. But whose creative direction was this? (sighs) Wouldn't it be more fitting if she's like wearing like straight hair to try to fit into this academia. Yeah. You know, I thought it would be fun actually if she had a wig on and then she took it off and that took it off. Yeah. yeah. I think they could have explored that. <clears throat> that would have been more strong and strengthened her storyline. Yeah. Because Jasmine hair goes from the, her natural to she straightens it. Yeah. So. Well they want us to think it's straightened. That is a weird egg. Jasmine, oh. <laughs> if we believe, if we believe it's true. <laughs> so she's in something called summer, um, or something called something called gin. I think it was gin. I haven't. Yeah. Um, the quad. Nancy yeah. Drew. Prom. Prom. Black Lightning. Oh, she working, working. Oh yeah, she working back. And yeah. Gully. And welcome to the Burbs. Oh, and she was in at least one episode of Arrested Development. Oh, from a while. Okay. Oh no, I'm sorry. Lying to get attention. Arrested Development video music video. Oh, take me to another that Arrested Development. When I clicked on it, said Arrested Development Living, and it said music video. She was a baby. Right. That's why I'm like, how old is she? Um. So the music video is from. 2012. Oh, okay. She's like, I think she's like 24 or something. She's young. She's yeah, she's young. I will say the benefit that I did have coming into a PWI was because it was, you know, I went in state. I was able to come with a lot of my friends. So <laughs> I did <laughs> and a lot of us black folks are like, let's stick together because we are in a very, very white space. So yeah, my first roommate was actually my like best friend, which is awful. Everyone told us not to do that, and they were right. You should never room with your best friend. No. Oh yeah. Oh no no no. Absolutely. No. I knew from the jump. I was like, no, bitch, we can never live together. Cole said, "I'm good." All my best friends. One of them, she used to, because we went to school downtown. Uh, with our school, <laughs> but she would stay in the city with me once a week and I'm like she couldn't handle that once a week because every time she came over I was like girl we going out 
You want to spend a night? <laughs> I remember I borrowed my best friend's sandals for a night out on the town and I didn't tell her and then I broke them. Oh, <laughs> I know. I was that girl. I hated it, but I paid for it. She got new ones, but still had the roles been reversed, I would have thrown a tizzy fit. She was much nicer yeah. than yeah, I was. Burn it down. We burned the dorm room down, baby. I could have let you know, Sade, we would have fought. We would have broken up. She needed to bob you some more. I would have boxed the hell out of you. And uh, I'm so grateful that she was so so nice about it. But I would have been pissed too. She was because she had a boyfriend, so she didn't she missed all the parties and stuff, but I went out and I was just like, damn, I don't have no shoes. And here they're her shoes. <laughs> and I broke no, I with a close friend of mine. And by was it even the first year? Or year two, we were no longer friends. So that was something. It was over some petty shit too. I think it was over ten dollars. But my think- ass was at the Twilight <laughs> book. The Twilight book. I remember that story. Why do you keep that up on air? Like I said, I don't know if the statute of limitations are over. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, <laughs> is this law and order? Is it normal to get like a painting of the new? Headmaster, like we're not doing pictures, we're doing real paintings. Here's your portrait. Here's a body under some plastic. (laughs) They be be sticking, uh, some universities stick to older traditions, so yeah. Seems like a waste of money and time. It is. (laughs) I feel like it's a lot more expensive now to get a portrait done. But you know, with grant funding, they got to find some dumbass ways to spend money because if you don't spend it, it's gone forever. So I mean, why not spend it on a painting? Yeah, I do get that. They probably have a grant specifically for that to like bring up what is the it artist heritage or something that. exactly. I love this house though. I love how it looks or feels like a British manor. That looks like slave quarters. Yeah, it, uh, exactly. especially with them bells. Absolutely. The bells. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It looks just like a plantation. Because isn't that like aren't they connected through the house? That's how you know where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Them little strings that be pulling. That's how it, it tell you. Right. Yeah. Like Damn, they knew how to they knew how to wire even back then. They just had them running all through the house. So they said if I ain't gotta get up, I'll figure this out. Mm. I, it's a, Cole, I it looks like she's saying child. But the, <laughs> she's but this, this scene in the cafeteria, I didn't I, I can't personally relate to this scene because the black lady who worked at our cafeteria, she saw me. She saw all of us because she knew we were campus so i don't really gave y'all everything all the real food everything she went to my grandma's church too so like that's how small our town right but i i did not understand this Uh -uh. scene this doesn't make sense to me because in every every place i've been to we recognize each other we recognize each other other. unless it's like those spaces where black recognize black so I don't know what that is though, because you're right. Like even like if you they be like, come over here, baby. No, don't eat that. Right, right. Give you. I'm not gonna sign. Swipe your card today. Just go. Right. Unless it's just another thing that they didn't explain properly. Like maybe she saw or felt something. Yeah. Or do you think that um trying to like emphasize like you know in a lot of spaces where you have like a scarcity of black folks and like every black folk is trying to be that one token one mm-hmm. i've but never had that experience yeah i'm not gonna be on my bed not to say that doesn't happen but for me it's always been like we stick together we see each other 
we're gonna yeah. help each other out, which I'm I guess I'm lucky because I've never had that competition black experience. Yeah. Right. So but that normally is if I walked into my dorm room and someone had the nasty shoes on my bed, we're fighting. Baby, I'm finna send it up. Get your ass off my bed. I'm finna beat your ass for letting them sit on my bed. I'm finna put you got shoes on. Mm-hmm. Right. And she just misses herself to the windowsill. Like, if you don't grow a pair. Just going with whatever they say and do. Right. Look at her looking up like a little uh, puppet. I want more for you, Jasmine. I really do. And then mm-hmm. you sitting here in the middle. On display. On Why display. They should have had his name be like Thomas. <laughs> you don't like Thomas? No, like Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, this for me, the movie is, so you have to listen to the interview I did on Final Draft because what I got from her interview was that she wanted to tell a dramatic story about academia and somehow down the line was maybe not pressured, but convinced that it should be an uh, through a horror lens. And I was like, this is not a horror movie. I don't like this witch storyline. I think it's the weakest part of the movie for me. Yes, I agree with that one. I also think there's another storyline that's even weaker, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. We will get there. Weak like, is not weak is an understatement. He's a ghost. Yeah, King. Oh, because I didn't even know technically we were supposed to count that as a full third storyline. I just thought it was like a subplot, not a full flushed out, because it's not flushed out. Mm-hmm. So which one or the other one that's coming up? The, the other one. one. Um, uh, starring Lynn's favorite person. Yeah. No, it's supposed to be a three, like an entwining three point of view storyline. But really, but the way it breaks down is you get these two yeah. and then the third one tacked on yeah. As a part of Regina's. Yeah. But like, again, Jasmine's story didn't need a witch element. Jasmine's in her own horror movie just being the only, like, look at her hair now, it's straight after like yeah. a night there. So like the witch element, I'm just like that, that I like, again, I like this writer director. I hope she doesn't listen to this and think I'm hating on her. But I just feel like if your heart is not in horror, like completely and wholly, don't make horror films because it you can tell when it's not. Or you know, for me, I thought it would have been more interesting if they had taken the witch story and made it an element of the third storyline, the backstory, mm-hmm. that whole mm-hmm. mysterious crew. That would have, yeah. you know, she kind of gives you witch vibes, especially in this scene. <laughs> Lynn said she reminds her of her favorite Tandaway Newton. I didn't say this. Actually, maybe I did. did I? No, I'm not. I, a lot of things after I watched this. I may have said that. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Sorry, I won't. I won't comment on this Tandaway. <laughs> <laughs> I can't mention Tandaway anymore because Cole gets on me. So I'm. A, I'm a, <laughs> Cole stepped away, so this is your chance. <laughs> Go hard. I just said I was like Cole. I don't know. Maybe trying to call me her, and that's and oppressive. Yeah. I thought her name was Daddy. So like no, we changed. She changed. You know what? Life. We're done. We're not because if we go into that, <laughs> don't do this. Don't do this. Not here. We have offline. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because oh god, no, that's not. God, they made it like a good work email. Let's take this offline. 
Let's take this offline. Let's put this in the Slack. <laughs> oh, I would not hey, want to this in the Slack. Oh gosh. Said so you're the first black master. Should we call her Barack? <laughs> mm-hmm. The whole aspect of black anything is like a very daunting thing. That's a horror film in itself. So I guess right, also it's like uh, since I'm the first black, I'm assuming ain't no other blacks here. And yes. First, I mean, after this movie, that she will be the only black master. The way you know, <laughs> not the damn, ruined <laughs> it for the rest of us. Will Smith, just kidding. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Don't do this, Mijan. You're a ghost dog too. Mijan, poor black. You got a haircut. It's summertime. You got trimmed. Look at this doll. What kind, of, what kind of shit is this? Those mammy man- dolls. Did you not see that, Brittany? The mammy doll? I'm looking at the mammy. I'm just like, like a cookie jar or something, too. I, I didn't watch it before. This is my first time oh, seeing it. Like, this is. Oh. Oh, we got to stop ruining. Right. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's I mean, y'all so don't tell, y'all don't don't tell me to tell a movie. It's okay. It's all right yeah. now. Here she go with her little wannabe bop. It's almost a bop, but it's more like... This is a, in a fall from grace. Weird. I'm a part-time realtor. Is oh my crazy? God, a fall from grace. This is exactly <laughs> a fall from grace. Mejan, leave me alone. I'm watching the movie. You talking about ashtray, bitch. And they took this straight out the bag. This is the... No, don't, don't. Show. Jennifer said they didn't pluck it, they didn't dye the knots, bleach the knots. <laughs> Out the bag, shake and that go. That is a shake and go, baby. That is they a shake and go. They didn't give her any edges, any baby hair, nothing. What did they, like, they say on Real Housewives of Atlanta? She's like, I didn't want to pull the wig, I wanted to shift it a little bit. I That's just wanted awesome. to shift it a little bit. And someone needs to shift this. You got she by Sheree, some of the false things. <laughs> We know we ain't right. All these black women talking about their hair. <laughs> oh, Jesse. Because we liked her natural hair. Right, but also this is a subplot of the storyline. So you true. think they would like, you know, it's they, they, they did it a disservice. We will. We are the only ones that can comment on this, by the way, because we yeah. know the experience. We can comment on this. Mm-hmm. With these braids, this should have been our first sign of trouble. With this baby hair, that's yeah. like a that's a gel down bang. Yeah, bang, <laughs> not the, the bang. bang. I think I could be a good headmistress, or what do they call him, master? I'd say you're turning this into a brothel. (laughs) Wait, wait, but seriously though, what is her job? Her job is to see just one part of the school or the entire school? A a dorm. She oversees a dorm and she also teaches. Why they make it so exhausting? How many dorms y'all got? Well, Michigan State had a lot. Like, like, and I lost count how many Mississippi State got, but they have a lot. Yeah. That's why I was like, if she's only overseeing one, but well, I guess they gave her the poltergeist to build and I guess. So it seems like certain departments have dorms affiliations in this movie. So it's not like there's 
a whole bunch of teachers, but it seems like there's somebody from each department that's a headmaster of a what, certain What degree. department is this? Art history or something? Or history, art? What, what is Jasmine studying? I, I don't think I picked that up. Wait, is this her desk? This little slave desk they gave her? Oh, God. <laughs> Did you not see the mammy puppet? You think she was going to get- I was like, when I seen that desk, I was like, uh, what is this? The little mammy puppet in the cookie jar made me think of bamboozled. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that movie that is so mammy, underrated. That Mammy puppet is the same one from um, Don't Don't from, um, <laughs> from Tales from the uh, Hood. Wait, that's what I was going to say. Who was that? The Little Nigglets? Yeah, the, the Little, little Nigglets. The Little Nigglets, baby. They want to smoke. I'm going to send Cole a Little Nigglet in the mail. I will definitely Why? put it on the shelf. <laughs> not, not Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> the elf on the, oh, God. We're going to start a new tradition. Afro horror, our elf on the shelf. No, but what we got to do is we got to hit Cole's husband up secretly so he moves the little nigglet without her knowing. Yeah, and he ain't going to remember. Can <laughs> 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 you waking up and oh, the little no, nigglet? Wait, no, <laughs> wait, this scene, they think she's stealing library books. Look, look, I'm not saying this stuff doesn't happen, but I just feel like it's a little too on the nose heavy. With some of the stuff sometimes. Yeah. Like yeah. the microaggression in the dorm, that makes sense. But this whole library shit, I'm like, really? Just like, so girl, I don't want that. these books. First of all, I don't know if I knew where my library was. Hold on. The I school. studied in my library. I did. It was a good place to study. Did one of your like buildings have libraries? No, we had a, cam- a central campus library that all everyone from every dorm went to. And none of the librarians were this pressed. Like, no. like they'll say check your books or whatever, but no one's checking back. No one cares that much. Well, students ran ours. We didn't have anyone I, that ran ours. Now, Shade, I would say ours ran by students. If you saw an actual worker, <laughs> then right. all the students had everything gone. So you were either there really early or really late. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the students don't give a fuck. Honestly. They didn't give a they they alarms go care. off. They said, take it, take it, go. <laughs> That's up to you. You better hope MSUPD don't get you. But in, until then, bye. Exactly. No, all the cute boys were at the library. So if you saw me at the library, yep. No. Also, why is this film downplaying that this woman's a master? Because being a master isn't over a dorm. She should be over the whole university. That's what I thought. I thought it was a huge, huge thing. Yeah, that's basically being the head of the university. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I never see her engage outside of this like dorm with Jasmine. So I'm like, okay, she's just- Cause this- they don't just paint a picture of one of one person for each building. They only paint a picture for the head of the university. That's why, okay. That I was makes- like, that's a lot just for every dorm. Yeah, I was like for every-, every year, And then yeah. why would it be a big deal? Like, okay, you're the first one over this dorm. Okay, cool. But- no, whole- Remember she was the first black master ever or black female yeah. master, yeah. And then remember they went to the meeting, it was like the departmental things. That's what I see that I don't know much about academia. So basically she was talking to the board. She eventually she's being yeah. checked by the board. Okay. This school is more set up like a boarding school. Right. Yeah. It's, supposed to, it's supposed to be an Ivy, like Princeton or something, but it's set up like a boarding school. Right, right, right. This school is set up like a normal Ivy League school. It has the dorms and the main library but no being over the the whole university they give you your own house and pay for everything for you that they like put you up they take great care of the person in charge of university you pay for nothing once you become over everything 
Yeah, I can do this job. That's why she got. That's why she got put up. <laughs> I do that job. Check in with a couple of houses every day and go. How's it going? Right, just walk in a little bit. Like y'all good? All right. Y'all got your <laughs> oh, someone's been just like someone's got a witch. Sorry, it's not my problem. Like, oh well, I'm a, I'm gonna call some people and see if we can work on that. But that's the not area expertise. Ghostbusters. Because I mean, they're downplaying it for somebody who does know academia. Because if you do. You'd be like, wait, why is this happening? Because none of this adds up right. at all. It looks like she at least blow dried the wig this time. She had a little, <laughs> little bit of a blow. And the part is better. Is that a good thing? It's the side part yeah. that's killing me. Like, yeah. Look, look, nothing's wrong with a good side part. Okay. I hate a side part wig. You know this. I'm like, please. Just she got that. the swoop. It's not even a straight side part. You see it slightly standing. That's all right. All right. <laughs> you see, it's like a hair clip. It go off to the side. I see it. Not I like a hair clip. <laughs> I just want to shift it a little bit. Just like cold and, back. And look. The other girl's baby hairs, the other woman's baby hairs are down. She got the little hat on. We talked about improve. Jennifer's yeah, their bangs, gel down bangs. They're not baby hairs. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, I feel like I just saw a bunch of glue on this wig, but it's okay. Yeah. Where the part was supposed to be, it was just like. She was a lot on the braid wig, too. Oh. Wigs are. The people don't give budgets to black women on sets anyway, so for their hair and makeup. So I'm sure they do. Some of them pay for it or do it themselves. Right. This one should have definitely had one because your main characters are black. Help us. Right. Ew, maggots. Why is this house so crusty? They don't really like her. Mm. It's setting her up. She really got this Bobby Brown don't be cruel haircut. I hate you. Not oh the Gumby. God, Not the Gumby. Oh my God, <laughs> A little part. We'll comment on more than just hair people, but this is this is what oh, we no. have. Oh no! Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, we're just focused at the moment, but we're gonna shift <laughs> to a different topic. It's like shifting weeks. <laughs> this bothers me so much. How are you gonna have the first black head of university, and you're like, you know what? We're gonna put you in a house with maggots. That's with just... maggots. They didn't clean Manny doll. They didn't do yeah, a little Negro doll. <laughs> oh no, they brought that to the house. They was just like, oh well, that's in the basement, so let's bring it upstairs. She's black. It'll make her comfortable. <laughs> She'll like. They it. put it as a housewarming. She'll like gift. it. <laughs> so how, welcome to <laughs> welcome welcome. Cookies people like. We put some cookies in here. <laughs> Fresh baked cookies. We even have like Shade said, we even have your ancestors on the wall yeah. so you can see her up there. Ancestors here. Do so you know where you started from? Yeah, right. just yeah. Leave. Yeah, I'm up here. They're here watching over you. There's a lot yeah. of other people watching over you, but they're here too. Never forget. Jasmine <laughs> has this bonnet on. Or not, it's not a bonnet, it's a shower cap. I can respect it, but that wig ain't going nowhere <laughs> in the water. <laughs> she needs to let that wig go somewhere. What are you with the, the lights flashing? This campus is ghetto. <laughs> also, what is this red light special they got going on? Why? Why is this a thing? It's a TLC's least respected single. Will be. Oh, a no. <laughs> I appreciate that one. I went to when I was on campus. I lived in an apartment. 
with my bathroom because I could not do a dorm. I'm a germaphobe. You Mm -hmm. spoiled little brat. I had to do a dorm for two years. Yeah, I did the dorm for two years before. Oh, wait, y'all stayed in the the dorm? Oh, that's so nice. You know what? I've never actually had a roommate. (laughs) Wow. Spoiled brats. The rest of us were sharing. Sharing. uh, No, no, ma'am. I was not a spoiled brat. I paid for it all myself. All right, all right. That's fair. Well, I didn't pay for it myself, but somebody Mm -hmm. did. I didn't pay for it, but (laughs) good for you. I have a similar ish experience to Jasmine with her roommate. And I don't think this podcast will go too far. So I don't think she's listening. I, my roommate was <laughs> she's from the, my, for my second year for the first year, me and my friend decided we couldn't, if we wanted to stay friends, we could not room again. That was fine. But for my second year, I roomed with a girl. I started partying with my freshman year and we're going to say her name is Miranda. It's not, but we're going to just keep it cute. <laughs> And Miranda was from the Bay Area. She's a white girl from the Bay Area, though. So do with that information what you will. But I think you know if you know. Miranda was a hot-ass mess. I remember I came home one night, had Chinese dinner with my grandma. And so I had leftovers, and I put them in the dorm. And I went to shower, and I said, hey, Miranda, you can have some Chinese food. I'm going to go take a shower. I came back in my towel. Miranda and her boyfriend were fighting. Like, when I say fighting, I mean, like, Will Smith to Chris Rock style fighting in the dorm and when they left after the cops took them chinese food everywhere from the ceiling to the floor i was like you know what <laughs> this is i gotta bad. move out <laughs> i gotta go oh my god oh my god yes i hope miranda's doing well wherever she is now but i have not seen her since <laughs> that moment oh it got rough so I I can I can sympathize with you, Jasmine. I I get it, girl. Roommates are tough. Mm-hmm. And so Jasmine doesn't like how the her teacher critiqued her paper, the one with the braids, right? Yeah, she got yeah. an F. She got an F, which is hilarious. Later, I find it when we find out. But she disputes her F. I don't know. I didn't know you could even dispute grades because my whole ass oh. been disputing all day long. <laughs> like, oh, hell yeah, you can dispute. I didn't know that. I'm disputing this. I'm filing a complaint. I've only grade. ever had to dispute a grade one time and that was when I was um, I was an undergrad and I was given a B. Yes, y'all, I'm that person. I had a B <laughs> in the class and I was like, no, ma'am. I did more work than everyone else because you required us to do peer review checks for two people and I did it for four. Um, I also did a couple extra things and I was like, there's no way possible I deserve a B in this class. I deserve an A and I dispute this and I was like, if I have to take it up, I will. So y'all, guess what I got? Good A. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm that person. I'm glad I you am. advocated for yourself, though, because at that age, I didn't know how to advocate for myself, and I think that's very admirable. Mm-hmm. But since we're talking about the film, unfortunately, Regina King's, um, sorry, Regina Hall, <laughs> I caught myself. Regina's Hall character says, don't worry about grades. It's not that big of a deal. And that would have drove me mad, too. Because grades are a big deal, especially when you're on a scholarship where you're trying to prove yourself and whatever, whatever. So, yeah. 
So I'm seeing here. So we're seeing like a master, I guess it could be both, right? Like a head of a house and head of a college, head of house, head of college. Yes. Okay. But she's gotta be head of the college for this to mean all it means. Yeah. Because okay. according to the writer director, the, she wanted the idea of like a black woman holding the title of master to like go back to our history of like, white people being masters that was a, a reasoning for it so for her she has to be the head of everything to actually be like thematically a master okay not to pick out one more thing a small detail it it shouldn't have maybe got all the way up to her because when you do a mm -hmm. complaint on a grade it's levels first it has to go to the teacher the teacher doesn't do anything about it then it goes to um the what is it undergrad coordinator then it goes to the department head then it go up to their boss then it goes up to their bosses then it goes to the person over the university and i might be skipping like three people no i'm glad you said that because it does confuse like is she the master of a department or just of the because how do you have so much how do people have so much access to her to talk about a grade like that that is kind of confusing yeah but she wouldn't have been that big of a deal to just be over a department. Right, yeah. So that, that is a little mixed messaging. But I guess if, like, story-wise, you have to have Jasmine and her connect in some way, so you're gonna see some stuff. But you look at the board and they're like, there's that one Asian man and then the rest are white people. Yeah. So it's like, how much of a difference can she really make if her board isn't reflective of even herself? People, they're not going to understand what she's trying to do. And they're not going to agree to half the shit she brings up. Yeah. So that's the whole thing with like identity politics that I think is, is an important discussion. It's like, yeah, so we can have the first black president, we can have the first black headmaster or whatever, but when they're the people under them don't reflect them. It's like, how much can they move? Like with Obama, right? Like he can be the first black president, but then if you've got the whole Senate and against you, like, what can you do? If you don't have the um, power of Congress backing you, it's really, yeah, right. wash. Yeah, then it's just like, oh, great. We're gonna prop up this minority to be like a reflection of how we're changing, but we're not making change yeah. at all. Incremental change, incremental change, where they're like, it's this, but then nothing else. <laughs> aside Performative, from yeah. Performative, you're right. The house got moths, you know what? Cole, is this what's happening in your house right now? That's my son. <laughs> okay. Oh, I thought you were talking about my background. No, that's exactly what just happened. I had to run downstairs. I was like, what is this? He even jumped up. That's what made me jump up. So I was like, it's the witch. The witch. See, what is this though? Why did she find, why is she finding all this racist shit in her house in a box? Like when even, not eugenics, or when they even showed Jasmine in her bed and the arm came out and touched her. Like, I yeah. feel like they, that was even underplayed. Not, it was not down ghost in the black ghost fighting. <laughs> They were like, I'm gonna put this shit out here. And they're like, no, you're not. At least her portrait looked good. I mm -hmm. mean, oh, wait, no, there's a moth on it. 
That's disgusting. <laughs> no, what's in the mouth? What's in the mouth? Oh, it's just bad lip chat. Uh, not lip chat. You want some lip chat? Okay, flavor of love. <laughs> I will forever call is it. She, is she really seeing this though, or is it hallucinated? Ooh, Jesse. Because why are there magnets in the mouth of a painting? That's mm -hmm. brand. I don't know, but ugh, ugh. I did like that shot though. It's yeah, the one with the shot with the sheet. But look, she can't even sleep in her own I mean, house. Yes, it is. You could keep this master stuff. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. Baby boy. This could have been a whole movie in and of itself. How they just didn't give a fuck about her because hey, ain't no way. But yeah, and it would have been a great parallel to Jasmine's story um, without like all of the extra added yeah. stuff to it. I will say I love seeing Regina Hall do dramatic stuff because she is a great dramatic actress. Yeah. Why does she just keep this woman keeps reminding me of Tanned Away and Beloved? Oh my God. <laughs> that movie jacked me up. Me and my mom was talking about that last night because I love The Color Purple. It's one of my favorite movies. And she was like, oh, well, we got to watch this. Oh, we got a new movie, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, girl. I came over and I was like, no. That bitch was like, babe. They're hey. remaking it. You can watch the remake when it comes oh, out. Love it. Hey. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, that's the color purple. Color purple. Oh, no, I'm definitely not watching that. I was excited when I thought that was a new cast of the play. It's the they're doing a musical. <laughs> you said no. Nope. I don't want. Nobody wanted that. Nobody needed that. Who asked for it? Or to the first one. We're getting it. It's all I know. You can't. Stop it. It's happening. <laughs> I don't want it. Jasmine's gonna sweat this hair out. She keep playing around. Yeah, she gonna have her little. Yeah, her wig gonna slip. <laughs> well, they almost didn't let her into the party. Did you see? She got blocked at the door. Mm -hmm. Again, look, wasn't my ready to In my experience, when we went to Michigan State for the parties, they let every woman under the sun. The people they kept out were men. They were men. men at the party. Right, the girls. They like, oh no, we here. Everyone, and I know, I know, and if a racist ass Mississippi, if you can get let in, as if you a woman, she should have been let in because that's all they look for. That's if all you were a woman, wanted. they wanted every size, shape, color. They didn't discriminate as long as it was a girl. When you came with some boys, though, they're like, mm, it's a little crowded. Yeah, very oh, no, they, right now. They slightly discriminated, though. They, if you were, if what they deemed to be ugly, you weren't getting in. Or if you were with men, you weren't getting in. But if you checked all the other boxes, you was in. This is true. This scene with them singing. Chief Keith. Shake West. Shake West. Shake, mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, Chief Keith, why why have all songs y'all picked? No offense, Chief Keith. You, no, like, you understand if I was at that party, I would have fucked that sound system up. Oh, y'all want to say, nigga? Y'all want to play? Oh, so oh we I know how to speak is all good. Like, y'all saying this? This is what we doing? I know how to play games, all right. I'm finna go get some water. Oh, this is gonna be messed up. Not really? say it again. Are you shocked? It's a white fraternity. Was she really clutching her pearls, walking to a white fraternity, expecting like decorum? <laughs> like, well, no, but she should have been ready to set that bitch off. Like she would have been like, all right, I got y'all. She can't do that. She's the only black girl. She ain't okay. got no backup. Hey, you remember our boys caught? 
Remember on Forrest Gump when he was giving his speech? In Which front one? Of the, uh, about shrimp? When he was like, that's all I got to say about that. When Jenny ran through the water. Yeah. That's the part. She could have been unplugging shit in the background. <laughs> so and then she barely got let into the party. She would have been immediately <laughs> escorted out. But you said they ain't letting you better DJ boo. Oh, the way you did that made me think of the movie Tag when the therapist was like, just pl- just take all the dicks and take them out the holes. Take them out. Just fuck them out. Fuck them out. <laughs> My parents watched it. What What's the time code that we're on? Hey, ladies. Hey. Hey. Oh, Saber. Saber. Oh, lady. Okay. Oh, look, where you coming from? Looking Hi. sexy, Dexy. You mm-hmm. um, went to the orchestra. Yeah, I, uh, the last part of their pieces that they were playing, it was from um some. I gotta look up the thing because I know that those scores are from some horror movie. So I, I, because it, it was just too dark. So I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> Let us know. Let us know. Really quick, Aseba, can you tell us about the first time you kissed a white man? Because that's just what we saw on the screen. I want to know. So I haven't. So let me just. I'm not experienced in in. I'm not experienced in the in the white. We all looking at the camera. We're like. (laughs) We all got quiet. Like. I'm not experienced in the white man genre. Um. Hold on, hold on, wait. Let me, Shadi. I got a better question. Aseba, when was the first time you kissed a white woman? Oh, oh, I'm not experiencing the white woman. Oh, <laughs> <God. laughs> I stick to the terms. I stick to our brown and black people. Yes, me too, Asaba. Me too. That's a lie. Lynn, Lynn, stop Lynn. lying. That's a lie. Stop lying. Write the fuck now. Stop lying. Men don't consider Australian white. Lying on a Sunday before the resurrection day. Wow. Right before resurrection day. You could have at least said spicy white man. I would never tell that. I would never tell that. You need to repent. Repent right now. Repent for what? Lying. Wait, she ain't got no bonnet. Mm-hmm. Now, it looks like she ain't got no bonnet. <laughs> y'all look so pretty. Look at y'all. You look so cute, Asaba. The way you, you gritted. Do. I want to see this dress. <laughs> oh, no, it's just a little the top. piece of it. Your little kid say, I feel a little bit. This is Are my little African attire, my house uh, attire. Yeah. yeah. Well, that is really pretty. Y'all want to y'all want to hear something that's gonna be really um that I'm sorry y'all it's gonna be ten, kind of terrible. Y'all know I know how to tie I know how to tie a noose. Oh, well, why do you know this trick? I mean, we can use. Let, no, wait. No, this is going. This is this is going on levels to this. Wait, because somebody else taught me that was white. A white man taught me. Oh, um, you told you said that. You mm-hmm. see, oh my god, a white man taught you how to tie a noose. 13 not hangman's noose. Um, like the one that's seen on Jasmine's door that we just watched. Do we need to bring it to the right table? Like, what's going on, Brittany? Why was a white what? man this? Was I, this a date? No, no, this was not a date. This was actually at work. You know what? I don't know what goes on in Mississippi, but here in California, yeah, cricket letter, cricket letter, ah, don't skip club me. So you yeah. know how to tie a noose. Jasmine's over here distraught on the screen because someone left a noose on her door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. was it a saber? Is that what you're saying? 
I think it's Britney. Britney, I, I, I think it was Britney. Britney's talking oh, about Oh, wait, no, it's Britney that knows how to tie a knot. The 13 knot. Mm-hmm. I think I should have been more distraught about that then than I was because I didn't get what, what was happening. 13. Jesse. You like, now, you like, oh, I would love to have a choker. <laughs> I know, I knew it was a noose. I knew it was one. And he was like, you know, don't tell anybody that I taught you how to do this um, because I'll get in trouble. And it didn't dawn on me of why he would get in trouble. And now I'm like, oh, because you were you were showing a black person that you knew how to tie a noose. Brittany, and I don't know if he was thinking it was going to be something freaky. Uh, I no, it wasn't. Not this background poem. How old was I? <laughs> I was like, mm, 19? You were too oh, damn old. a child. You were a child. That's not a child. No. 19 but also, like, where is he now? We need to get on his page where and watch him. Now? <laughs> where right. is he? I need to watch him. Can I ask you, what, what in what world, outside of hanging Black people, would you ever, ever, ever need to know how to tie a noose? Okay, I'll go ahead, Brittany. Go ahead and tell. Let's let go. Let's go through some some things that would be useful for tying a <laughs> um, I wasn't. I was about to say I'm gonna text in the chat to tell y'all what job it was. So I'm not gonna say it. Don't we're recording. Well, recorded. Recorded. Okay. There, but... Right, because he's probably the president of the company now. Yeah, <laughs> with, with, news, with news, news on his wall. I hope not. <laughs> right, or just telling people wow. like in office parties, like, "Hey, let me show you something cool." But to to catch up the listeners, Jasmine's roommate just told her she hated her, and now she's walking behind this tour group of white people through her campus, and the lights are getting messed up. If I walked through this tour group as a parent, I'd be like, "This college is ghetto. The lights don't work. I don't know what's going on." Jasmine is being very much ostracized in her situation. No one's helping her. No, with these red lights, you think it was some freaky Freak. sex cult. What are you trying to take my kids into? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Will you take me into the basement with old less colored Ooh. men? I didn't want to that say me- white men. Guys. <laughs> so, okay, so I think, so who actually watched Master with us at Sundance? Cold. It was you, Cold, Donnell. Did Jennifer, I thought Jennifer watched it too. I did. Yeah, Jennifer okay. gave me, I think, her login. But, but this, is first time. this is Britney's oh, first allegedly. time. Oh, allegedly. Allegedly. Okay, this oh, is Britney's first oh, time. Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah, allegedly. Glitch, glitch. <laughs> <laughs> glitch, glitch, glitch. Allegedly. <laughs> you happen, you happen to get a gift sign in. <laughs> right. I, somebody, I got an email. I don't know. Yeah. Film club. Look, Paul, like, she's wearing her bonnet now. She's she's mm-hmm. wearing her bonnet. She, she heard was. me judging her. So, okay, so Jasmine just woke up from a nightmare with a noose around her neck from a witch, and she's got some scars. Now she's looking at her roommate like, what did... This whole, look, this whole storyline here takes away from the real storyline, which is yeah. Regina's master... Oh, position. it gets better. Don't... Oh, don't yeah. It gets it. I'm not better in the sense. I'm being very sarcastic. It gets, oh yeah. They are all <laughs> over the place with these damn. If you think the witch storyline takes away, it just just wait. It it it, it they didn't. They was like, let's turn it up a notch. You know what we going with? We going with the witch. We going with the with the you know with the with the competing like 
uh, you know, successful black person. Now the people in the kitchen and, you know, this is the first black per person that has like been over to school. Just wait. It get better. They Because they couldn't just stop right there. They had to just go take it up a notch. They had to keep ramping it up. Let, let me present you this question then. Brittany hasn't seen it. I've seen it. I interviewed the writer-director. She's lovely. So all, just everyone listening to this know yeah. it's not about hey, her. We love you, girl. Her. This is an adventure. Right. But my question to the panel is, do you feel as Black viewers ourselves that we are slightly more harsher on Black stories? So yeah. I... Can I go first? Because I, I, I think that, so I talked to, me and Lynn talked about this at great lengths. I think when we, because we watched at Sundance, we watched Nanny um, along with Master and Alice, uh, which are all, you know, kind of Black-centric. Um, uh, Nanny and Master are by Black director, mm -hmm. Black director, Black film writers. And then um, Alice is by a white uh, uh, director and film writer. So um, I, I don't, I want to say, I want to say that we're not, but I think that we're a little, we will, we are a little bit because we, because of our expectations. The problem with that is that I think like it's hard for us to be very, um, it, it's important that we, that we give each other feedback, right? I never want to like bash, uh, um, I never want to bash a um, a person of color, um, you know, creator, like in public. I just don't want right, to do that. Right. It's not something that I aspire to be. It's hard enough for, for us to get in these spaces. So I'm, I never want to do that. But then at the same time, it's like, I, I want us to be good. Like, I don't want it to be, I can't just say, oh, this is good just for the sake of being good, just because you, you you black. I have to like kind of give you some constructive criticism. So yeah. I think that the way we deliver the criticism is important, right? I think the, yeah. the way we deliver the feedback with with love and not so much of like, like this just any run of the mill creator because it's hard enough for us to, and people are watching. They, they listening to the, you know, to the feedback and they're like, oh, we knew that this person wasn't going, we knew that because she was, she had this idea, we weren't going, and I didn't, I don't want it to become like that, but I just, it's, it's a very difficult thing for me as being a black creator. Cause you know, I, I want the feedback, but I do understand that it's hard for us to get in, the, in those spaces already. And so we have to be sensitive to that. If that makes sense. No, it feels the exact opposite. <laughs> no, I actually um, agree that I do both where I'm lenient in public, but if we're having like an in-depth discussion, I'll try to critique in a way that is constructive because I think sometimes people offer critique that is not constructive. Just because I know how hard it is for Black folks to get in these spaces as Isabel pointed out. And it's like, I want more of us in these spaces and I want you to do well in this space because we know how hard it is for Black creators to continue working um, within a space that doesn't want you to succeed. So it's like, okay, here's what I can offer up. Hopefully you take it in with love and it, it didn't come off as me hating or anything. And you can you know, apply that on to your next project and grow from there. So I, I think we are harsh and be, because we were like, oh my God, we want them to do well. And it sucks because we're fighting for like, a limited space so you're like oh my god so if this person doesn't do well and this is not a good movie then the rest of us won't be able to get in there and I think that's a really messed up yeah. burden 
to put on somebody's shoulders because it shouldn't be like that. It's not our fault at all. But it's yeah. like, I want you to succeed so badly so somebody else can come in behind you and be able to build off of that. So you're harsher in the way that you critique, but then you're also lenient in a public space. You know, what's interesting. I've talked to um, other Black women about this movie and they love it. They love everything about it. And I, I'm just like, you know, that, and that just goes to show that that's why it's not artist subjective. It just depends on who, what it works for you, what works for us. We're all looking at this also at a horror lens because we're such horror fans. This is a horror podcast. So my biggest critique is about the horror, right? Like, I think we talked about this. This movie would be just fine as it is if we focused on Regina and Academia, which is actually the original intention this writer-director wanted to do. But like I mentioned earlier, somewhere down the line, it, I think, became ingrained in her that it had to be a horror lens, but it didn't. Could have been perfectly fine as a drama, literally. Yeah. It, it became overambitious. Yeah. And yeah. it's a little convoluted. And because they tried to throw so much in, and like you said, add that horror element, I don't think we got the deep dive that we needed on some of these storylines, especially like we said with that third act add-on storyline, where it's like, whoa, yeah. wait a minute. You know, we saw a little bit of, but it came out of nowhere that you're trying to bring in all this backstory and we don't have a lot of time left. And this time could have been spent on Jasmine or Regina, or even that time could have been spent since with explaining the which part of Jasmine's story, like, you know, like a reverse thing, something. Yeah, I think so. The way they set the movie up, um, I feel like it was a flaw in the way the movie was set up, right? I think there's some great commentary on social issues. So the social issues, I, I mean, okay, we can go with that. I think there's some great commentary. There's some um, potential there. I just think that the way the movie was actually set up, it, it, it's not an anthology movie, but the way they set it up made it seem like it was about to be an anthology movie. But instead, they set up as an anthology movie, but they, oh, and it just overloaded the stories, which made it where you couldn't develop the stories all the way out. There are three yeah. storylines in this movie, and yeah. we don't get any of, we, we get none of the development in any of the stories. Um, you know, so you get the witch first, which is something, well, not even the witch first, well, kind of the witch first. You get the witch first along with the aspect of Regina being the first Black master at the school, right? So there's some, um, there's some like uh thing about maybe you know the ghosts in the past and they don't want to be there and blah 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 okay but then you get the witch and then you're like oh so what's up with the witch right you're like okay cool like this is maybe the witch got something to do while she ain't they don't want her there maybe it's a salem right. witch so there's more witch what's happening yeah <laughs> I mean, they had built it up like you know they had the sale is like the salem witch trials it was like okay this is cool i can dig it and in, yeah. in the end, you know what I'm saying? It fell flat because it's like, okay, so now I'm shifting from the switch and I know Brittany has not seen it. I know we doing it for, but we're going to a whole nother storyline, which we'll get to, which to me, it, that didn't deliver enough for me to be switching from the main storyline that you had, which was the witch, which you could have tied in, that, which they tried to tie, tie in the two stories on the end with the witch story. It just didn't, it wasn't well developed. That's all. Yeah. And I would say too, like, I don't usually advocate for movies to be longer, but I think like it needed a editor, a tight, a tighter edit, cutting out that storyline and then just a little bit more time 
um, runtime wise, just to develop the stories they were trying to tell. So I think that could have done it a great service. Um, but do, do you? I almost feel like it's the opposite though, Lynn. Like it needed less time, less storyline and more centralized focus. I feel like, and this is not a diss, obviously we keep repeating that because I just want to make it clear. It's not a diss to the right director, but I can't get over the fact that the horror feels forced. So I feel like, do you feel like as well as black creators in horror is a lot of pressure to be like, get out to be Jordan Peele? Because this feels like, a very much attempt to try it and it's just not organic do you think that something was i definitely think that, this, that there is a pressure on black creatives in the horror and thriller space now that oh give us the jordan peele effect give us something it's like also that the timing too like he's yeah. still very you know it's still new yeah. and fresh for especially the horror community we're certain we're definitely used to like a certain type of horror or just like more I don't want to say aggressive but more in your face like okay this is a scary movie you know right away but with this I feel like it wanted to go that route but I agree it's also treading that line of being drama like it doesn't really know exactly where it wants to go you know do you all think that the story is just not well flushed out and connected at some point or do you think it was that some things were lost in the editing process. So in our interview, which everyone should listen to afterwards to get like from her mouth, cause I'm just kind of paraphrasing. She hesitates when I asked her, I asked her that question too, like where did the idea start? It, I, it started from a kernel of focusing on academia and that idea of a black woman being a master, right? And then what that looks like in that world. And she, she comes from a drama background. She likes, um, doing dramas it you know it's her bread and butter so i feel like it is inception was from the beginning of the story there is a piece in our interview where she even says she did um note cards on a board and you know would they they singled out where the horror moments were and when they feel like something was lacking on the horror they went in and tacked something in that to me unfortunately doesn't feel like an organic way to do horror. If you're just looking at a spreadsheet of like, okay, we've got these beats happening. Oh, we need more horror here. That's like horror by numbers and that doesn't work. So unless your intentions from the beginning is to make a true horror, I don't, I don't think you are able to, to do that. Um, so for me, Jen, it's the editing again, isn't the issue. It's the story of trying to be so many different things when really she wants to make a, a, dra a dramatic piece about academia. That's what she should have done. Do you think this might've been like um, the Nia DaCosta Candyman effect where maybe the studio or other people came in and yes. said, we want more of this or we need this yep. and that hand distorted her vision. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I definitely do. Especially when like in the interview, like I said, she, she, they sat down her producers to say these are the moments we're missing in horror. I really do feel like there is a pressure um, for black creators to go to the horror route to get the Jordan Peele because that's where everyone thinks we all want social justice horror now. Right. But everyone's not Jordan Peele. He's very good at what he does. And I think that's unfortunate. I do feel like there was some pressure with her producers to make it that way. 
And as a good director, she's listening to notes and, and, and trying to get her movie made. And that would have been the one case I would have said she should have fought to keep her drama intact. And then that goes back to like what we were saying of why I'm lenient in my critique, because I know a lot of these directors are not able to develop their full visions and they're being fit into specific boxes. Um, and it's very difficult to break out from it. So I, I'm lenient in the way that I, I go about it because I'm like, okay, let me go back and see if this was truly the vision that you had or if somebody else is putting in their vision um, and distorting what you originally set out to do. Yeah. But of course, we'll never know the balance because on the opposite end, someone we won't name had a movie that came out that garnered horrible reviews. But I think you guys will know the movie I'm talking about. I could call it King and Fat, um, if you want. Mm-hmm. Wowzer. And- <laughs> not, king, not King and Fat. Oh, because that don't tell us nothing. Oh my God. That tells us I'm everything. Confused. I'm getting subtle hints. But- I know, I know, I know. <laughs> That's not subtle at all. But in That's that film, that film, that filmmaker's vision was 100% and they boasted they didn't take notes. And I'm, in my opinion, that's one time you should have taken some notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should have taken all the notes given to you <laughs> that were necessary. So that you'll was- never know, honestly. Should have taken notes on that one and um, another one involving pronouns, but... Mm. <laughs> I know. Oh Solving <laughs> pronouns, y'all look crazy. Yeah. Well, no. No. folks love that. Folks love that one too. Love people it. like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, was there a lot of black people that like that one though? A lot of white, a lot of black, black people too. Yeah. Really? I didn't. I a, spe- a specific, specific sector of black folks. Oh, okay. Cause I didn't run across any black people that actually like that that oh, other series. Yeah, um, the other I, series I that was some pronouns. I heard some black folks say it. They liked it. It was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, to each its own, right? It's subjective. So. Yeah, it is. It's very, it's very subjective. So I, I mean, yeah. It's funny that both of those projects that you mentioned, Sade, have one person in common. I know. <laughs> We're not, yeah. Make it. Mm-hmm. People listening to this will make their own deep. Google yeah, and, and make them move along. But notes can be a great thing. I, I always think like it's a collaborative piece. When one person has too much control, it's not good for anyone. So there's got to be some sort of reciprocal relationship. And unfortunately, with this piece that we're talking about, I'm feeling like it's more of the latter, where the bigger studio side had more input that probably shouldn't have been taken, but I could be wrong. I could be the total opposite. And this is exactly the movie this director wanted to make. And if that's the case, then I hope she's happy with it. I hope she's proud with it. It just didn't work for me. Some people really loved this in my yeah. DMs. They really loved it and actually felt kind of silly telling them I didn't like it because they were shocked. I was like, oh, it wasn't for me, but. Yeah, I mean, but like you said, Sade, we're looking at it from a different lens. Yeah. I can see where I can see where why people would like it. I mean, yeah. if you weren't a big horror fan and you just watched the movie, you get it. You just take it for what it is, as far as like yeah. the the social commentary that it's trying to make. And like I said, the social commentary is on point. I think that this it brings awareness to certain 
areas it just didn't do it for me because i just i wasn't trying to watch a drama i was trying yeah, to watch you're all, we're all looking for horror like that's right. our opinion. Y- y'all are right and i i i'm glad y'all brought that up that the fact that we are horror lovers that that brings a another level of analysis to the film where we're looking at the ways it failed the well, failed in i guess in, implementing those horror elements and I think you can make the drama that you want with horror elements in it because the story is horrific in itself I just wish a lot of folks would let people do that you don't have to just make an outright horror film you can do you can mix with the genres and you can come out with a product that's a lot cleaner I agree there's a new movie coming out called Hatching that mixes the the genres perfectly between uh, and horror Sundance too that I you didn't watch it. did you like it I didn't watch it I, okay I please watch it, it. Okay. please watch it I think it's a good example of what happens when you actually appropriately mix genres but the difference with hatching is the woman who wrote and directed she is a horror fan so mm-hmm. she came into it intentionally to make yeah. it a horror with with dramatic elements and I think that's that's a big difference it's just very clear when you it's very clear when you like horror, right? Like you can tell the lighting and, and some of the shots are in, are very much inspired by um, The Shining or even Poltergeist. You can see those yeah. elements, but it, there's a difference between, oh, I like watching this versus I want to create horror. I want to be a horror creator. Yeah. Did yeah. you watch, did you what happen to watch Nanny's? Charlie? I was about to ask I haven't that. seen Nanny yet, but okay. that creator and I are friends on Twitter. Um, and I'm so happy for her and everything that's happening with her and her new deal with Monkey Paw and everything. I can't wait to see it. I'm I'm hoping it gets a, is it getting a theatrical or is it only getting a streaming? I believe it's getting a theatrical and a streaming, right? And okay. it's but it's both. coming out later. Yeah. 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 I would love- it's getting theatrical, I want to go support it in theater. So I'm going to wait. Yes. I would love for us to talk about it. Um, me and Saba and Jennifer saw it. Mm-hmm. yeah oh i love to get into that once it comes out or once we've all seen it yeah i want to go i want to see that in theaters if we can there's another one that's similar to this idea which i don't want to get into later maybe we could do a different video on it but uma i saw that in theaters yeah um and it's definitely on the thread of i believe this creator made a really great dramatic piece that was analyzing like, generational trauma and parent-mother relationships, but is it horror? No, I, I, I don't think it's intentionally really blended very well for me. Yeah. But that's a different one. Anyway, you should go rent it. If you guys are listening to this, go rent it and let me know what you think. But I definitely enjoyed Uma. I, is it Uma or? Is Uma. Uma. Yeah. Um, um, well, actually enjoyed it a lot more than this movie to be fair well if as long as it had a one developed storyline then i mean yeah that's what yeah. it was it was the only time is just like, all over the place they wanted they expected us to follow so many storylines that didn't go anywhere and weren't developed that was the only thing it had a lot of potential it really it's a little, did it's a little overly ambitious yeah the movie had potential it just was doing a lot it was doing too Even much. Even the title cards, like the title yeah, cards that, between chapter. I'm well, like, that's, that's why, what is that's this? What, but the, that's why I said, Chardet, I said they set it up like it was an anthology movie. It's not right. an anthology. 
So you can't put these title cards in there and then expect for it to be some type of transition. No, if you want to do that, just make them separate stories. And then have a wraparound story. We can have a wraparound story about the damn the 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 university and the master concept. But then have a separate story about the witch. And then I'm not gonna say the last piece because we still watch the movie. But all the, the like add another like it was one more story and then add another story. You got three stories. Got the wraparound. Boom. You got you an anthology movie. Too easy. Or, or they could use. I also feel like they needed to expand on the red lights because if you do that pull-out shot where she's running from before she starts running, when she's leaving the dorm, it's more red lights behind yeah. her. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there should have been some symbolism or something because y'all keep pulling well, these see, red lights and stuff. To that point, Cole, I there are a few shots in here I really like cinematography-wise. That pull-out shot's one of them. But the to me, the red, orange lights is just too spot on because it's literally everywhere. It's no subtlety right. to it. It's like, we're just going to put red lights in every scene that we can. That's why I was like, there should have been something elaborated on that. Like, what is this? At one point, Jennifer said that we was watching. She's like, how many red lights they going to have? <laughs> it just, it feels, oh, this, is gonna be, this is going to sound so bad, but I promise you it's coming from a place of love. I promise you. It feels a little student filmy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want to show I, how much I understand color prisms, so I'm gonna put red lights everywhere. Like that sounded like such a bitchy comment, and I promise you, it wasn't meant that way. It just meant to no, like what we're saying what is, <laughs> well, what we're saying is it's trying too hard. At the end of the day, it's tr- like it's trying so hard, even in the cinematography, where it's like some of it's so dark too, and I'm just like, damn, I can't even see Jasmine. Like, yeah. Give her some light, please. And what you were saying to say, but they could have used the witch slash university story as the umbrella and told yeah. had everything yeah. else fall under that. And then that would have been yeah. an easy way to make it with a horror element and then also pull in all three storylines, you know? Because we see Regina seeing some weird stuff. We see, we definitely see Jasmine seeing some weird stuff. Third storyline, nothing. But like I was saying, they could have the backstory of the third storyline could have been connected to the witch and flushed it out and made it make sense. Yeah. If the witch was our conduit, conduit, sorry, for everything that we're talking about in the political sphere, which is racism, sexism, I think that's great. The witch can represent all of those things, I, but we don't get that. We don't yeah. get it. It it doesn't the the stories don't the stories aren't developed enough even to get married to each other like that. So we don't even, we don't get it. It's just yeah. playing really flat. But you know also, what also could have worked for me because like Brittany pointed out, the, a master has to see over the entire university. She ain't worried about Jasmine, no offense, but that's just real academia. If Jasmine was Regina's daughter who was also attending the school that same year, I would believe this relationship a lot more than what's happening. Because what's probably a bigger thing for her that she should have been worried about for her position was the woman who was getting blackballed for her tenure. Because that's a big ass deal. Because it was a whole segment that they just kind of just dropped off of her not getting her tenure or just getting there. You have to have a good ass reason to not give someone tenure. Right. If they have everything they need and checked all their boxes, you should be getting like your tenure. Because if not, their job is gone. It's not like they keep a job. No, you're literally fucking fired. Because it seems yeah. like connection that they're trying to make here of why Regina's so drawn to her is because of her similar experiences of being you know one yeah. of three the one Peter. yeah of being so, in a in a uh, 
PWI. Yeah. Yeah. And and be like the only other black. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's 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 the only connection I when I watched the movie that I could kind of gather that she would be so invested with this young girl, like this girl, this this student that just is like a student like everybody else. So yeah, yeah. Just like everyone else. Which it, it, it feels like it was a drama movie, and then somebody was like, Oh, well, this is a little creepy. You should edit some scenes in here and add some extra stuff. Like it feels like it was a last minute thought, kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. like an afterthought. But it, yeah, that, like that, like yeah, like that's, it just that's feels really like in the horror stuff. Last minute, like oh, let's add yeah. some more. That's like, how it feels. Yeah. It feels shuffleboard, like very tacked on. But again, like what you, everyone, we're all been saying is that the relationship between Jasmine and I can't actually even remember Regina's name in this movie, which is not good. Like He's I don't just gonna call her Regina calling regina at this point that that relationship feels forced as well because again yeah it's a master of how many thousands of students twenty thousand, maybe more probably a lot more one blacker one blacker and it's sad what's happening to jasmine right but i can't imagine regina has any time in her schedule to go visit people at hospitals you know like very sweetly for her to do that but i just I don't know if it was her daughter and she's like trying to struggle the balance between being a mother, but then also being a, a master. I could totally understand that, that that's a hard balance. But not even mother, like even if that was her niece or something, some right. type of something. attachment there. Yeah. Familial relation where, right. yeah, niece is yeah. good. Like she's a single aunt who doesn't have kids. So she's never, she, her sister's concerned about her daughter. She has this big job. That would make more sense. Yeah. Because where are Jasmine's parents? She's literally getting her ass kicked for an hour and a half. And then her mama ain't showed up. Her daddy ain't no hospital. Your parents aren't there. I'm sorry, what? but I just don't believe that your daughter could talk to you through Facetime or something, and you'd be like, "Oh no, I'm fine," and you not immediately detect something right. wrong. Right. Like, call- oh yeah, I'm good, mom. No, girl. If I call my grandma and I was, I'm trying to sound like I'm normal, she can pick out when something wrong with me. She's like, oh, you're having a bad day. What? Yeah, yeah, right. I am actually, but how did you know? So there's no way you can lie to your mama and be like, oh yeah, I'm having a great time. She would have been yeah. there and like, as soon as the plane landed, she'd have been in my dorm. Like, hey, we everything right. all right? Yeah, and at least, at least- me up at this white school by myself. So- yeah, the information we get is that Jasmine is an only child and that she has always been very studious and, and very on top of her stuff. So as soon as the tiniest red flag goes off, I'm like, no black mother in the right world mind would not go see their daughter. My mama would have torched the whole building down if she found out I was in the hospital or my white roommate did this and that. Your There's mama, just no yeah, way. Yeah. yeah, Cole knows my mama now, so. <laughs> Ooh, oh, is not letting Trey go, and especially if a noose was found hanging on my door. Like, weren't you supposed to? Aren't people like, supposed what? to call the parents and be like, "This happened to your child"? My mama yeah, said, and not even that. What really aggravates me about this part is like Regina begs her to go back, even after she's like, "Did somebody push you?" But no, you can't quit, girl. If you think somebody pushed me out of the window, how are you telling me I need to come back? I can't quit. But exactly. also, girl, you just found maggots in your picture, a mammy doll <laughs> under your countertop. Like, girl, what do you mean? Don't question me. You gotta question yourself. 
And then, so now we're on the scene where Regina finds Jasmine hanging, which is such a choice, right? Like we get it, the hints were there. She has the noose on her door, the witch hung, but I'm just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Jasmine choosing to hang herself just didn't feel like the right ending for her story. Yeah. It, it, it felt like so many pieces were missing. Like it was too big of a jump. This is terrible, but her mama should be getting paid for the rest of her, um, her right. life, her cousin's life, her cousin's yeah. children's life, because they seen all the signs and didn't call her mama. Well, so what they try to, it seems they try to do, because they mentioned a student back in 1968, Louisa Weeks, who also hung herself. So I guess it's her story supposed to parallel Louisa, who was the first Black undergraduate at Ancaster. But I, that's not as developed either, because you well, can... Right, because in this scene, Regina's packing up Jasmine's room. Where's your parents, first of all? She faced Why, she, she, Why are you packing in her room? You are a master. You don't have time for this. Like, they tried to make the connection. She packed, she packed her stuff. Go ahead, General. Sorry. Oh, I was saying they didn't do a good job making the connection, because it was you, you had to read those journal entries to see that the same thing Margaret was saying was like the, the dates matched up to the same parallel timeline. Yeah that she was going through but if you didn't catch it like when she was running through the door when she was running and she jumped out the window there was margaret three thirty-three a.m and then they flashed to the clock yeah and 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 uh regina packing up jasmine stuff like she's being in a pen <laughs> <laughs> you know what regina got a lot of free time to be honest because she should be busy yeah, and then <laughs> up the Scarlet Letter, which is again, what a choice of a book. The Scarlet Letter, like Jasmine, why? First of all, Wait, why but that's Jasmine? about Hoenn. That ain't about what does that have to, that have to do with uh -huh. Hoenn? Like, <laughs> well, 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 Jasmine was giving, I mean, he just dragged her, I mean, giving up that trim to the white folks there. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, not giving up that trim. Scar I mean the better choice would have been like the crucible or something, something yeah, related. Exactly. I don't know why they picked the scarlet letter. Or maybe it's because maybe the new letter is just into, uh, Yeah. I think they were going too on the surface value with someone being outcast and having a big visible marking. So I think they were trying to be too heavy-handed and yeah. miss the mark. And there's a, a storyline here, which is a very true storyline, but it's like part of the merit of storylines that they're inserting here, where anything that involves a you know Black tragedy or Black death and how there are Black people in certain spaces who benefit from those situations. Um, because we, as we saw with the 2020 uprisings, all of a sudden, all these companies are doing initiatives and they're giving you first black this and black this and black that. So there is a, a storyline there, but that's also kind of like tacked on a little bit. It's that Rachel Dolezal. Mm. Right, so now that Jasmine is gone, rest in peace, Jazzy J. Now we're back to the academic <laughs> storyline um, and we're discovering, I can't believe I still don't know Regina's name in this movie. It has not Gail. stuck with me. I think it's like Gail Bishop or something. Gail? Is it ever yeah. said by anyone else? Because I don't. Yeah. 
cook and want to dress. Keep it Regina. That's weird. But we're Gail's friend, the light-skinned queen herself, um, is not who she appears to be. The first lie they catch her in is she says she has she was an only child, but then it turns out she has a brother. Okay. I don't know why the movie doesn't end with Jasmine's death, but it almost yeah. felt like this was get out part two, where it's like homegirl got a tan and got her some braids. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just like it's try I don't want to compare every black horror film that comes after Get Out to Get Out, but yes, you can definitely see there's a clear Im- implication, especially in the trailer. When you watch a trailer for this, you're like, oh, it's Get Out in Academia. Cool. Yeah. It really is. It tried to be, but it's just so many options. There's so many spaces they could have mm-hmm. gone into, and I agree with you. I think we should have expanded more so on the witch storyline from the jump because it's kind of all over the place. Like, not saying it's not a good watch. It was an interesting watch, but watching it a second time, I'm just like, it's it's really kind of all over the place and it needs to be focused more so on do we want to be a drama or do we want to be a horror fan and we got to the point where the white bitches jumped jumped out the forest <laughs> she's at the diner now she's at, di- she's at the diner with Esther <laughs> no, we ain't got there yet they right. still in the trees oh, that's with a Esther, um, are they Mormon or are they what is no, they're, they're um, most they make it seem like they're Amish or Mennonite or something, but they yeah, don't. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They like Mennonite or something because she could come to the diner. Yeah. So Esther, Esther, we're at the scene where Esther breaks the news that Liv is not black. She's Correct. Esther's daughter. She's a whole black woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, help bring my white child back. Yeah. Rachel, don't what this bitch hey. has escaped from M. Shyamalan's The Village. This is right. exactly. Oh no, that's really what it is. That yes. really is that's exactly what they when they said Diana. I was like, this bitch escaped from the village. <laughs> <laughs> didn't we? Didn't we think that's where it was going for a little while? Like, okay, we did. I know you had to know where it was going. Yeah, yeah it was. That came out of left field. Like Esther and this whole Woods Klansman thingy. I thought they were connected to the witch because they mm-hmm. looked like a pill pills. Right. But they're not. No, they're not. It's not even a separate storyline. kind of creepy. Remember the way they were following them, <laughs> the way they showed them, especially at night, or walking into the woods. Yeah, just in the woods. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, are we going to feed something in the woods? What are we doing? <laughs> Which, like, aren't the whole philosophy of Am- Amish people is that they live in their own community and they only come in to sell goods and stuff? Like, yeah. why would they be talking about in the woods behind a university? Sure, I don't know. That's maybe respectful. Maybe this is called. Maybe this is Cole's cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your Cole's beginning of of their of her right. cult. The origin story of Cole's the cult. Origin story Good. of the cult. I'm gonna go get them. They ain't got electricity. I'm gonna get them all generators. Not this. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like they got they got off your mission, Cole. I'm gonna I'm gonna have them infiltrate the white establishments, but we're gonna make it blacker. But here here's my question, and maybe I'm rocking the boat. What does Liv being white have to do with Regina? Uh, I guess 
I girl, why you press? Mind your business. The only thing I <laughs> can guess don't get is, when you need to. I'm, I'm the only thing I can guess is is making her question her own blackness or her own place. Um, because here's this woman who is very outwardly black or performatively mm-hmm. so black, and there's expectations of her as a black person in her position. So now she's trying to compete or at least compare to make sure that everyone else knows, you know, because look at, look at how everyone is. And this bitch got on her Kente skirt. She read. Yeah, right. she, put is, city girls. she put on city girls. Yeah, right. everyone, else is, yeah. everyone is basically gleaming and glomming to her like, oh my God, you're so great or you're so black and you're so real. See? Yeah, this is, it's, it's problematic and it, she should be, it should be her problem because she's supposed to be the, ma- she's the master, was supposed to be whatever, the master of the university, but it's someone performing blackness to get ahead, something that she had to fight her whole life for, this person literally put the mask on to be black to get ahead, so she got to use affirmative action for her benefit yeah. to get tenure, to be considered tenure black. over that, that white lady who is actually what, more qualified than her or something? Is that what and she used it, about? yeah. So she weaponized it and used it. So no, that's not like, oh, I'm just like, I'm comparing myself to you. No, this is literally you use something that belonged to me to get ahead, and now you're just out here cheating. Yeah, that's it's so interesting that she calls her out at this party in front of all these white people too. Because I'm just like, yeah. yeah. Go. And then her was like, I don't have to prove my blackness to you. Bitch, both your parents is white. No, but it says I, I would that, like to rewind back to the I'm sorry, Lynn. I would I would like to rewind back to the city girls thing. Why city girls? Why did they pick and this? Then the song they oh, wow. Right, why why that song? Real ass bitch, give a <laughs> fuck about a nigga. I was like, what is happening? What? I guess it's you the show that she, she has no idea what it is to be black. <laughs> that that we would a woman her age would pick that song because that right, like black. girl, like no, what? My mama would have turned on some Diana Ross. Yeah, right. Like no, what are we doing here? Some in vogue. I mean, I, it must be really hurtful to feel like the person that you confided with all year because this movie takes place over a course of a whole year which is another issue i have with it but i feel like it was like two weeks no i I know it feels like that but it's a whole year it's a whole academic year which is there's so many places that could have been more elaborated on within this film like it could have been like low-key could have been like five different movies with different things this outfit should have told her that she wasn't black Right, right. Here, we, we, we knew from the jump that even the hair, we should the beanie with the red, we should have like that should have been your first clue. Look, but isn't a pastime yeah. a Native American with the stitches? I don't know, it don't go together though. That looked like a it a, does a, not like a kitanga uh skirt is mm. what it looked like. No, I'm not talking about the skirt, I'm talking about the shirt. Oh, the shirt, probably. That's this what I'm saying. Right? What's happening here? Is this actress black in real life? Yeah, I think she's. Okay. I think she's a, uh, as Lynn says, candy way. Is that how you say it? I thought and, her name was Thaddy for my whole life. Not Thaddy, Jesus. I mean, what the fuck? Who says candy? Way? I thought. Uh, 
I Yo, not this woman still claiming the blackness, talking about I'm not, I'm, <laughs> you're white too. No, I'm not. Baby, we've seen the parentage. <laughs> She said, she said, I was, I was, that woman raised me to believe I was going to hell for being the product of a black man. You got to keep the lie going. For the, in the actress's <laughs> bio, it says she's, she identifies as biracial. I identify as shit. Bitch, what are you? Biracial. Biracial. Not biracial girl, not the song. Biracial. <laughs> I just love how she turns everything that we say into what she's supposed to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see how she went off on the huff with that cape and hood, though? I was like, she was like, she, she, in <laughs> she is in the wrong campus. She is at Hogwarts. Slinking off. Like, Dude, I would like to go off, uh, storm off in a huff with a cape, though. A cape. Just throw that bitch and let it go off <laughs> into the sky. And, and like, I'm leaving. Hey, I'm leaving. You need to leave. That's you can't leave in a huff with a with a pea coat on. You gotta leave with a cape and a hood. It, and yeah. there needs it needs to be windy outside to add effect, though. It has yes. to be windy so it can blow the door open when you open it, right. and then your cape just fluttering shit, and you'd be like, "I'm gone." But exactly. why after this she felt like she needed to stay and talk to these white people at this party? Like, girl, y'all y'all both should have stormed out because what the fuck you staying here for? They clearly don't Not believe there. you. All right, here's some wine. Chill out. Was that a deliberate um, choice to storm off in a black hood with a pointed hood part of it? (laughs) I don't know. These white men. Then then they had to do a shining moment randomly, but then they could have used this to connect it to the ghost story and everything else. I mean, the witch story and everything else was happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like the wish story should have been that storyline should have been the main focus of this film. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're going to commit to it being a horror film, then yeah, yeah. Because she's so drained, like she says, it's never going to change. Which this, yes, girl, it's not going to change. But I don't know. When someone kills themselves, that would have been my first clue. I'm out. <laughs> like this girl got bullied to death. I'm out. <laughs> I got to transfer to HBCU. Yeah, I gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. Let me go where my niggas at. Where my niggas at? Anything with that? I mean, I get it. You know, it's cool, but that they could have done more with that shining moment. They could have capitalized on that to tie this in a little better. With the photo, with them playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all know when y'all was little and y'all was first learning learning how to sew. Yeah, my grandma tried. To and you know, and you know, when like you hand sewing something and you don't really know what the fuck you're doing, so you don't turn it inside out, so you just kind of stitch and you don't have the same pattern, so you see you fuck up the lines and everything, and mm-hmm. you think this is good, like you think you did something good, and don't nobody tell you that this wasn't the best idea because I can see every piece you stitched together, <laughs> and it's not lined up quite right, but I see what you were trying to go for, it, but hey, you, you kind of I was letting you go, but you was a little off. Mm-hmm. That that's what this is right now. Like I see what they were trying to go for, but it was like you just needed to somebody needed to be there to be like turn this inside out and stitch it. Or in her case, it was actually stop stitching it. Like quit trying to add more pieces. No, on they just stop trying to add more fabric. They need to say, "Bitch, what you doing?" That's what they need to say. Like, "Bitch, what's happening here?" 
Sorry. <laughs> we'll really quick, I just reached the end of the film and it's a Nina Simone song that ends it and that's sending me completely. <laughs> Lynn said the same thing. Lynn was like, I'm stuck. Like, hey, this is how you leave. She didn't go get her stuff. She was just, he was like, you work here? And she was like, no, I'm just on my way out. Don't go back to the house and pick some stuff up. <laughs> I mean, ain't shit, ain't shit down. Yeah. But the mammy doll. You, you know, know like, don't go get your one shirt you brought from your mama house or whatever. No, go, go get that oil painting. That's a nice painting. And bring it home. They, they can keep it. You don't want to take Maybe those magnets it. to your house. All right, yeah, take the magnets to your house. I'm gonna roll, I'm gonna run back and get get some of these ghosts that was been haunting me this whole time. I'm gonna take some of them niggas with me. Right, let's this painting home so all the nigga paintings is haunted in my house. Then they're gonna be here salting the earth after that. After yeah, she leaves, and now it's winter time. Well, Brittany, that was the end of the movie. Your first time watching it. Can you give us your thoughts on Master? Oh, that 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 sewing reference. That that was my thought. They did. They kept adding more fabric into it. Instead of being like, hey, you know what? I like what you have. Just sew it all together. And this is going to be a great, it's going to be a great piece. They were like, you know what? I think you need to add, what, what are we going to do? We're doing a, a teddy bear. It needs a tail. And you know what? The tail's not good enough. So we're going to give it a second head. And fuck it. We're going to make it a hydra. Give it a third. <laughs> give it a jumpsuit. <laughs> and we just kept going. And what we what we had at first got lost and everything else. And then the stitching didn't work because we just kept going. And that's what this movie was. A lot of stitching. A lot. And, and, and a lot of people, added pieces. Where can the people find you online if they want to counter? <laughs> 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 you want to give away your piece? You don't have to. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, you can find me skulking about on the internet um, some places. Okay. I really don't know where you can find me. That's okay. I was going to say, if you want to give out your Instagram, since we're doing- Oh, yeah. Podcast. My bad. My Instagram is B-A Perk. That's all one thing. It's literally B-A-P-E-R-K and the underscores at the end. And that's me. You'll find Brittany there. All right, go find her and, and tell her what you think about her uh, her sewing analogy. <laughs> that's probably the kindest review that's going to come out of this little circle because I'm going to go to um, Cole next. This is your second time watching it, Cole. Please tell the people your thoughts on Master and where they can find you online. Um, I think it's an interesting film, but it needs to be more focused. Um, there ultimately are like, four or five different storylines they could go for within this film and it really needs to figure out do I want to be a drama or do I want to be a horror film so it's kind of treading those lines in between um other than that I'm glad that we're getting more films from people of color in Sundance and getting it popping and getting mainstream appreciation like on Prime and you know different outlets so I think that's dope, but ultimately this film, I almost feel like it started as a drama and then people were like, oh, we got some creepy parts. Let me add some old creepy in there. Maybe you put some red lights in there, make it a red light special. But I thought it was a fun watch, but it needs to be more focused. I'll say and that. Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at T. Exactly how it sounds, the letter I, the letter B, N-I-K-K-I-T. That is me. Thank you, Cole. We're going to go to Jennifer next. 
I'm leaving the best two for last. We're going to say the critical analysis for the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was my second time. Um, the first time it was enjoyable to watch it as part of Sundance. Um, because like I was pointed out, we had a lot, a lot of things from black people and women of color during Sundance. That was enjoyable. Um, I think that Marianne Bialo, this was her first effort. This is her first feature, but she's done plenty of shorts before this. So for her first feature, I give her kudos and applause. I just think that um, some of the storylines could have been flushed out a little better and connected a little better. And that hopefully will be something that will come with time. I'm hoping that she gets more opportunities and the opportunity to do what she wants the way she wants to do it. Because I can't help but feel like... um, she was forced to incorporate or do some things that maybe were not in her original vision. And that changed the way things went. So I've seen it I've twice. Um, yay. Will I be rushing to watch it again? No, but yay. I agreed. And do you, are, you, are you online, Jennifer? I am. <laughs> um, so on Instagram, Jay, soul free so it's j-s-o-u-l-f-r-e-e and twitter is j-j-a-y soul free luckily for us cole runs the social media so she'll tag everyone as well in case you're listening to this when she does the post so so you can actually find people <laughs> all right going moving on next to lenny lynn who picked this movie for us to watch yeah. I did. I thought it would be a great uh, watching session because I wish I watched it with all y'all in Sundance because I know some of us watch it at different times. Um, I actually, I know I've talked a lot. Uh, I won't say I talked a lot of shit. I feel like I offered some valid critique, but I think this is a solid debut considering the circumstances of, you know, a vision kind of getting out of hand and obviously too many hands in the pot. Um, I give Miriam a lot of kudos. I hope that they can be able to, you know, grow from this particular film and then expand, uh, you know, into what they really want to do. So I thought it was, it was pretty good. I, I, okay, I won't say it was pretty good. I thought it was a pretty good debut. Uh, but I, as everyone said, I, I wish it focused on the dramatic elements, with some who are infused into it. I think there's a great story in there. I like the folklore of Margaret Billet and the folklore of like Room 302. If you wanted to make a movie just on that, I would buy it. I would I would actually really invest in that because I think there's a great story in there. But unfortunately, it was a lot of stories at once and it became an overambitious effort and everything didn't come together as uh, neatly as it should have. So I, like I said, I hope my girl grows from this because she sounds like a very lovely person. I watched the Sundance interview. So, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what she does after this, but I thought it was solid, just overly ambitious with a lot of storylines that could have been cut out. So folks can find me on Letterboxd uh, when I give my amateur film takes at Aspiring Dreamer. 
I won't spell that out because that's very long. And you can find me on Instagram as well under Aspiring Dreamer. I, if you, you know, send me a request, I'll consider accepting it. Yes. Thank you, Lynn. Um, I'm going to keep mine brief because Aseba's going last. And um, so mine, I agree with everyone. Everyone said a highlighted point. If you haven't listened to my interview with this writer-director, it's on Final Draft. Um, podcast, which is called Write On. So go listen to it to hear her point of view about decisions that she made. The one thing I want to point out to add on to this conversation is that because there was so much going on in the stories, I actually didn't get a chance to watch it, see much of her directing decisions, which I think hurts me the most. Um, there are some really cool pan zooms in here, um, some really interesting angles, but for me, um, they don't stand out because I'm so focused on the cluster of stories, um, which is unfortunate. Cinematography, same thing. There were some really cool moments I could tell were inspired by like The Shining, Rosemary's Baby, um, that I really enjoyed as a horror fan. But again, it was giving a little bit of film school in the sense of like, it was overdone with the color. Actually, I didn't even feel like we had a color palette. I feel like we had one color, a burnt orange. And I really feel like this movie was missing that visual element where we had a very unique color palette that matched that burnt orange. So it wasn't so out of place whenever you saw it. Cause it just felt like, a, you know, it just felt like a big old target pointer. Like this is gonna be scary. Here's the burnt, burnt orange lighting. Something's gonna happen, which just feels too giveaway for me. So all the technical stuff aside, I agree. I hope she does a lot more after this. I hope she goes very far. I hope they give her all the movies that she wants to do um, and hopefully some control over it because I agree with Jennifer. I, I don't feel this is 100% her vision. And if it was, I feel like someone's telling her to be a filmmaker that she doesn't want to be. She wants to be a different kind of filmmaker. So hopefully she finds her voice and they give her more movies to do that as they do white men all the time. So with that said, you guys know where to find me. Let's pass it on to Aseba to give her final analysis of Mester. Okay, so I, I'm sorry, I, had, I was moving around y'all, but I, the only thing I'll say, and I'm, I've said stuff throughout the, throughout the time I've been here, I will say this, uh, us as creators, it's like we so hungry, we want to do everything at once. Focus on one thing at a time. Don't be trying to do too much stuff. It, it, it seems like the last few like movies, black horror movies I've seen, they want to jam so much stuff. It's like they feel like they're not going to get an opportunity again. So they want to put everything in one, the, the one film that they might, and I get it. But when you do that, you take away from uh, the essence of it being that kind of... Um, chef kiss you know because you, you're trying to jam too much into it so i would just say like this movie had great potential i mean really great potential the social i mean i I'm, i love the, i'm i'm you know i i enjoy a, a good social commentary in horror movies so that is not a complaint of mine but i don't like when it's too much stuff and i'm giving too many storylines to kind of digest in one sitting when it when, it, when it's not an anthology movie or anthology uh like kind of series or whatever so I, I mean it's it's one of those things where us as black we need to kind of like kind of get us like we need to make it succinct and kind of bring it back and make sure that we're perfecting the storyline that we're actually given 
before we're trying to like give a lot more uh, than what it was. Because I think Jennifer said it best. It was just really too ambitious. Uh, and I, I and and not just for this to be a black film. I think any film writer, director, regardless of race, ethnicity, or creed, or origin, or whatever, if they did that, it would be the same criticism. People don't want to have to digest too many stories at one time. So that's all I say. I mean, for me, I, I mean, I, like I said, I'm not going to bash the movie because like, it, I, if, if a white person asks me, I'm going to be like, yeah, this, that's, you know. Regina, you know, this, this is the best movies ever this year. I promise. I loved it. You better watch what you're saying, boy. Boy, come on. You know, I'm just playing. So, no, but yeah, I'm not going to bash it. And I, I'll echo what they say. I wish uh, the writer um, and director uh, uh, all the best. You know, I want them to do great, great things. Um, and that's wonderful. So, um, I, I am on Instagram at all hell queen saber. And then on Letterbox, like um, my girl Lynn said, I'm at a Saber G. So that's where you can find me. Thank you, Saba. And with that, this brings us to another episode of Afro Horror. This was really fun. I think we should do this again, um, particularly, especially when Nanny comes out, because I want to watch that for the first time too with people. But I'm going to actually second time. I'm going to go see it in the theater first so I can actually like absorb it and support it. And then we can do something like that. But um, great idea, Lynn. Had a fun time watching it with it, with people who will understand the critiques as well. And like, like Asaba said, not, not, too, not too much now, not too much now, okay, okay? It still was better than Morbius, let's not do this. <laughs> better than a lot of movies out there that y'all give grace to those creators. So I do hope, um, I do hope they keep, this, this filmmaker keeps making films over and over again some are gonna stick some aren't gonna stick um you ladies hang on because we we will kiki and say goodbye but we're gonna get to say goodbye to everybody else everyone else thanks for listening to the show we'll see you on the next episode everyone say bye to the listeners bye, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Afro Horror. Please subscribe and leave a comment if you'd like what you heard. We want to send a special shout out to Jaren Hemphill for our amazing logo design. Thanks, Jaren. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at, at @AfroHorror or on our website, www.AfroHorror.com. No copyright infringement was intended while recording this podcast.